Hey, what is up? It's the host of the podcast, Dallas. Welcome back to the podcast, Social Skills for Dummies. Um, if you haven't taken the free class, the free class is still available. It'll happen on February 4th and all that good stuff. Um, in today's episode, you know, I just want to leave you with a practical tip. One practical, solid thing that you can actually take home with you um, and start implementing today. Like one literal habit that you can do to actually, you know, quantum leap your social skills. Okay, but I hope if you are listening to this podcast, you're an action taker. I hope to see you in the free class. Um, and I hope it changes your life, man. This is going to be some raw stuff. The reset method is the real cream of the crop method and actually to reboot who you actually are and lock your extra version. So I hope to see you there and talk to you if you're willing to talk. If you want to be anonymous, um, if you don't want to, you know, show yourself or anything like that, that's completely cool too. But in this episode, uh, I want to start off with, you know, the quick basis of a story because not everybody's listened to the past podcast episodes and gotten the full story. I'm not going to give any details. I'm just going to give a quick rundown. If you haven't listened to the last podcast episodes, or, you know, the podcast episodes, particularly everything in season two pertaining to social skills, listen to all those episodes. You can get the full scope of the story and details and understand how uh, really your life can jump from introversion to extroversion instantly because um, it is an instant moment. And that's kind of what I want to bring to you, the steps that you need to go to uh, progress towards that instantaneous moment where suddenly like night and day you're accepted socially or, or you're a social mastermind you're socially persuasive you're great at the game um so man like i said i remember all throughout my life i was an introvert you know because a lot of things that happened to me in childhood i was shy i had the sickness of shyness i had the sickness of timidness i had the sickness of meekness you know i was half a man i was afraid of the world I was afraid of my own potential. I was afraid of everything. I was afraid of the future. I had crazy anxiety about everything in life. And I used to look around at the other guys like, man, you just got to be that guy. If you're not that guy, you're just not. You know, to be like the Daniel Craigs, who is James Bond, if you don't know. Uh, to be like the Jason Statham's. To be smooth. To be articulate. To be social. Um, and to be naturally extroverted. Like I had a friend, uh, my best friend, um, his name's Morgan. Um, and he was extremely social. And I'm like, dang, like, man, I wish I was born like that guy. He just has a silver tongue. All the girls like him. All the boys want to be friends with him. He was just cool. He had a glow up in middle school, and he was the cool guy. You know what I mean? Uh, he dressed well and everything. And I'm just like, dang, like, you know, I'll never be that way. I was scared to talk to anybody in middle school. I had less conversations than I came in my hands. And I always used to think, man, okay, well, he has different genetics. He has these nice waves. He had nice waves in his hair. Um, he dressed a certain type of way because it's, you know, uh, because he prioritized that in his life you know his father and his parents prioritized that for him you know none, neither of us had money but you know he used to dress nice his father would make sure he got out the house real fresh and I used to always think and also he was a, he was an athlete you know he was naturally strong uh, he went to the gym a lot I remember he was a track athlete in high school he was a wrestler in high school as, as I was but even in the past I don't I think he played football for overly overly it was a uh, little um, team that we had around our way but he was a football uh, player um, and the girls love that about him. He had a nice smile. Uh, I miss you, Morgan. Shout out to you. We'll talk soon. Um, but yeah, I was like, I have none of these things going for me. Um, I wasn't that type of person. And I remember even going into high school thinking, okay, like, he has these variables. That, like, even if he's genetically built different to be naturally smooth, maybe I can trick people by adopting some of the habits and the practices that he had. By doing some of the things that he did. Or participating in some of the activities he participated. I read it at different times because I wanted to be specific with what I'm saying. By participating in the activities that made him a cool guy, maybe I could be a cool guy. So I started to dress different. So I started to, to, to try to get waves and brush my hair. 
And so I got a, well, after high school, I got a job. I started working. I started making money at an early age, um, which I was making a minimum wage, but still I was making more money than my peers who were just sitting at home. Um, you know, I joined the wrestling team and I went all the way with it. I won a regional title. I won a JV county title. I won a county runner-up title and a couple tournaments sprinkled in between. I was the MVP of my team. But guess what? I was still shy. I was still, I was still meek. I was still timid. You know, I got a little better results. A little more people rock with me, but it wasn't with what I wanted. You know, it was like like one percentile more. It hardly even made a difference. I went from zero percent to five percent, zero percent to ten percent. My life wasn't really different. You know, and I've been studying at a point social skills for four or five years, and they kept telling me, okay, it's not a genetic thing. It's not a thing outside of you. It's a thing inside of you. And I thought I understood what that mean. And so I feigned confidence. I feigned cockiness. And I worked through my life that way. You know, after high school, obviously, there's a gap where we don't really talk to much people. So I didn't talk to much people. I went out and I didn't talk to much people. But when I would go out with my girlfriend, when I would participate in society, when I would be in public, I was still nervous. I was still scared. I was still awkward with people. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do with me. I was still froze. I still didn't know how to hold conversations. My brain was just a firestorm. My brain was just an absolute firestorm. And here are the pickup guys in the background. It's not about the things outside of you. It's not about you have to work on the inside. You have to work on being more to people. You have to ha ha have that moment where your brain switches. And you, first off, you're, you're self-amused. You have full acceptance of yourself. And primarily, you just have to want to give good vibes. And they always say that. And I thought I was doing that. I was trying to mimic the actions of somebody who really enjoyed their life, or somebody who was really already entertained, somebody who did, who had abundance already, somebody who wasn't lacking. All these little metaphysical, whatever you want to call it, words, profound words that I just didn't understand. And so I tried to go on and do those things, and it didn't work year after year after year after year. It wasn't to the year 2020. I was 10 years into the game at this point, and not really good at it. Where I had a dream, you know, like Martin Luther King. Nah, but I had a dream, um, and all the th all the grind that I was working on all the grind that I participated in for the last five years of my life all the 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 pain that I had all the all the emotional well inside for some reason with that dream instantly made me understood where I was in life who I was why what I was chasing what I was doing I realized after that dream that I was avoiding like I had been on this this trail and that's why your purpose is important you it'll put you on a trail this trail where I'm like like Scooby-Doo with like the magnifying glass trying to find clues as to who I am and why I'm why is my life not working out why is my social skills not working out why do I suck why don't anybody like me why does my parents like me I had a magnifying glass trying to find a way to get out of there. At first, I thought it was because I was going to be rich. At first, I thought it was because I was going to be famous. Of course, I thought it was going to be this, 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 this. And it dawned on me. I didn't I didn't get love because I avoided love. And I avoided love because I didn't think I was worthy of love. I didn't have love within myself. I didn't have love for myself. And so, when I had that dream... It immediately made me realize I have a problem with loving myself and I have to practice no matter what being around people. I have to practice accepting the love of people. I have to practice embracing people. And I have to primarily, more than anything, love people. I have to emit the energy of love towards people. I have to emit the energy of, 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 of completeness and not codependence and not neediness, of not lack. I have to become a whole human being and a whole human being is able to accept himself and his role in his ecosystem and so that's what I started to doing and instantly overnight it was like a magnet just switch polarities and things just changed and my social skills that I had practiced and had pruned were unlocked instantly 
And I always say this in every single podcast episode, but I'm reiterating because I don't know where you started on the journey. I don't know what podcast episodes you listen to. I wish you would listen to all of them. I wish you would take the trainings. I wish you would take the class. I wish you would take it serious. I'm not angry. I'm just doing it for comedic, not comedic effect, but 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 to emphasize the emotion that I really have when I get on this podcast. The emotion, like the like how much I mean this, how much I want this for you, how much is I can't tell you. You know, and Michael Lee has this line in his poetry. How do you explain to your to 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 your past self you made it out when that boy is trying to kill you? You know, your past self. I can't. I wish I could tell this to my past self, but I, only, I can only tell it to you. It's so beautiful on the other side. It's so amazing on the other side. Life is so much of a gift on the other side. It feels like paradise. It feels like a dream on the other side. But I need you to take this seriously. So I say, I don't know where you started this journey. Maybe you started here, but take it seriously. And so in all the other episodes, I say, man, the reason we love women, or the reason we love anybody is because they're a good time. You see them laughing and joking and smiling. You know, if you weren't even there, they would be laughing and joking and smiling with everybody else. Because we're leeches by nature humanity. We desire transaction. We desire an ecosystem to be a part of. But you can't be an ecosystem on your own because you don't admit anything. Because you just want to take. You don't think you're worthy. You think you're boring. You think you all these things. You don't have any love for self inside. And no love for the world. You don't have an abundance in a well of completeness and good emotions to hand out. When, when a woman laughs, you love that sound. She's over there laughing. She doesn't need you. She's laughing on her own. That's what you're attracted to. The fact that she's just emitting energy. She's just this bright, radiant light. But you, you're not that bright, radiant light. And that's the problem. You're pushing energy out or you're taking energy in. Those are the really only the two options. You're pushing out beautiful, great, amazing energy that people want to be a part of, like moths to flame, or you're taking it in. You're a black hole for it. If you're a black hole, you'll be bad socially. If you're the sun, you will be you'll be radiant socially. You'll be a mastermind socially. That's what I realized. That is that is that is that is the one thing that changed it all for me. And so I say that story to say this. You have to work on that wholeness. You have to work on completeness. You have to work on being a ray of light. Being self-amused. Being abundant and full within yourself. When you wake up every day, what do you feel? What emotion is it? You don't even have to use the scale of energy. Just pin it by the emotion. Is it depression? That's an emotion of decay. Is it boredom? It's a neutral emotion. Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it sorrow? Those are emotions of decay. People will come around you and they'll be drained because of it. You'll kill them with time. They'll wilt around you. They won't grow. They won't find happiness. They won't find abundance around you. They won't find anything around you. They won't be around you. What is the emotion you experience when you wake up? Is it joy? Is it happiness? Is it peace? People love that. It's addictive. That's all they look for in their life. Oh, what do you want in life? I just want to be happy. They want to be around the energy of happiness, of love, of peace, of courage, of desire. That's what separates the, you know, the down bad from the up, from the bosses, the people who are running everything. Can people gather around that emotion and feel good and bask in this light? That's what it's all about. And so I say that because I want to give you this one practical tip. You know, um, actually, since I just said that. I want to actually read a quote that I posted on my Instagram today. My Instagram is Dallas the Pop Star, if you didn't know. Dallas, like the city, 
the pop star. It's very simple. Um, I make music, okay? Um, and it's called Dallas the Pop Star. I don't even know where I'm going with that because I'm a pop star. It's really that simple. So, so, so I posted on my Instagram uh, something that the pickup coach that I listened to for ten years was talking about Owen Cook. And this, this, I don't know why. Maybe it's because he read it and I love him, but it really, it really brings his message home when you listen to it. So, listen to what I'm going to say. It's a quote from the Bible. I'm not a religious guy. I guess I'm a spiritual guy. I don't know. I don't even. I don't know. I, I just. I just look at what I see. Like I don't think of like affirmations and gratitude journals, manifest. I don't do that type of stuff. I just kind of look at what I see in the world and I'm like, okay, this is not proven with science, but it feels like it's right. And I guess that's spirituality. Take the free class, by the way. I want you to take this seriously. I'm not playing. I am not joking at all. I need you to take this seriously. I need you to be better than you are today because this entire society rests on your shoulders. It rests on all our shoulders. And if we drop the ball, we all go down. So let me read this quote and stop distracting myself. It's called the vine and the branches allegedly. So it says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do anything. If you do not remain in me, you are like the branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my father's glory that you bear much that you bear much fruit showing yourself to be my disciples as the father has loved me so have i loved you now remain in my love if you keep my commands you will remain in my love just as i kept my father's commands and i remain in his love i have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete my command is this love each other as i have loved you greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friend. And if you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because the servant does not know his master's business. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because the servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and anointed you so that you may go forth and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, in my name the father will give you this is my command love each other and that was just some of the most profound stuff i've ever heard in my life i don't know what it is about this zen paradoxical knowledge or where it comes from or what's the power to it but if you have that in your heart love each other as i have loved you greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends this is my command love each other for whatever reason subconsciously i didn't I, i'm not a bible guy i don't you know i grew up on it but you know there's a church in my family sure but i i don't i don't i didn't know this before unquote started talking about it but this was some of the most beautiful profound stuff because i seen it in my life when i thought to myself one night laying in bed what is the most uncommon thing for us to do as human beings like what what is the one thing that i've been resisting all my life and it's to give up transactional behavior and to just love unconditionally every single person that you come across. Every single thing. 
Who cares about people? Every single thing in your life. You know, I remember being in love. And I remember having the love of my life walk away. Not to leave me, but to go to a separate location. And I remember feeling the feeling of emptiness. And I remember thinking to myself, functionally, this is one of the rules Elon Musk and great entrepreneurs follow. It's called principles first. And it means if you boil this down to the principles, is this fundamentally true? Is it fundamentally true that I need a person to feel this experience of being in love every day? And my answer was, I don't think it's fundamentally true. Why do I not love everything in life the way I love this person? Why do I not feel this way every single day? Because you notice if you've been in love before, when you're in love and you're all Google out, everybody loves it too. Everybody wants to be a part of it. Everybody laughs. Everybody feels the emotion rolling off on them. If you've ever seen somebody in love, you know what I'm talking about. It just feels good. And you just want a, you know, want a piece of it. And so when I started subconsciously just by eliminating my traumas, following these doctrines, loving everyone, loving my life to the point where I would give my life for my life. I would give my life for your life. I would give my life just for the world because I love it that much. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son so that those who, 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 who believe it will not perish but have everlasting life. If you really look at everything around you, like... Who cares if you're religious? I'm not religious. But it's just this weird Zen truth that you can't avoid. The moment you love, it just all happens. Like it just people just want to be around that. People just want to be around you. People just think you're the best, most smooth, most charismatic person, most attractive person in the world. I don't know what it is. That's just how human beings are built. We want to go subconsciously and subconsciously from places of low energy to high. So if you're depressed, you listen to music. You know, if you're bored, you watch TV, you go to the club, you go from low energy to high. You go from boredom to fun. You go to depression to, to peace, to calm. You go to anxiety to calm. You don't want to stay in negative pockets of energy. And love is the highest energy it is. And so how is it that you grow love inside of you? I just want to give you a practical tip today. I don't want to. I, mean, I know I go over the same information over and over and over again. But here's the thing, man. I remember when I was a marketer. And Russell Brunson, he was my favorite market. I would always watch his business seminars and everything. And he would he would say a concept. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And then I would read his book and the concept would be there. I'd be like, okay, that's cool. Then I would go to his podcast and the concept would be there. I'm like, okay, it's cool. And I'd get on his web, web webinar and I'd hear the concept and I would hear the exact same story. And I'd be like, oh, snap, that's the most insightful thing I ever heard in my life. It's the recurrence of stories, it's the recurrence of ideas, it's the recurrence of information for whatever reason that drives it home. That's why sales salespeople make four to seven calls before they ever get to sale. It's not that the story's changing, it's that repetition, it allows the, uh, the selective attention time to work around the problem and actually get to where they put the key in the latch and find their way through the door. That's what it's all about. And so, I've, I'm gonna reiterate what I said, but I want to give you a practical tip I haven't said. One of the practical tips that I want to give you is that in order to actually sustain a greater life, to sustain a love in your life, you have to think of that, that metaphor as divine in the branches. Same way God is the, the, the vine and you're the branches, supposedly, you have to be the vine and there has to be branch, you know, to, to have branches out in your life. To have branches growing in your life. And so in that way, your life has to be ever-expanding in terms of energy to, to, to maintain an ever-expanding ecosystem. Does that make sense? 
your energy has to be ever expanding to maintain an ever expanding ecosystem. Think about yourself as an electrical charge. Think of yourself as an outlet. What can plug into you now when you're sad, when you're depressed, when you're sorrowful, and, and be sprung to life and be energized and be and be and have something gained from it? What can do that? Can anything in your life do that? This is what it's all about. And so in order to do that, one of the things that you have to do is to receive the energy from life. Just like when you're hungry or you're sleepy, you're burnt out. Can nothing plug into you be, be, be energized? You eat. Now you have energy. What comes from the energy? You can laugh. You can talk. You can enjoy. You can be witty. You can be pleasant. I know a lot of people in my life recently have been really tired and I love these people to death. But they're like half themselves, which is still greater than any other people that I met. But they're like half themselves because they're tired. But when they eat, when they're fueled up, they can be all of themselves. So you have to receive energy from life. You have to work to receive energy from life. And one of the primary energies that we have that we go over is, is dopamine. It's the not just dopamine, serotonin, all the chemicals in our brain. You know, um, and we have to make sure that in, in a, you know ecosystem is plentiful and full. And that's eating, that's diet, and that's all these different things. But a lot of it is just how you handle sensory information around you. You know, uh, because the sensory information in our lives are so high and spiked and vivid, when we have lesser sensory information, we feel less charge from it. So we're getting these huge spikes of energy and charge from our phones, from 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 you know the lights in the city and all these things. But when we stop and we actually observe a real piece of life, like me sitting in a car right now looking out the window at nothing but a building, the sensory information seems weak. And so it's like weed. We have to reduce our tolerance. And one of the ways we have reduced our intolerance is stop being addicted to the high pops of lights and information that you see on your phone, that you see in the music. That you see in the drugs and retrain your brain to receive more from the life that's in front of you so that you'll always have a source that's powerful enough if ever present around you to be energized from and so what i want to say this is the practical tip that i want to give you in this episode that'll make you social uh, social is cut comes from the spirit it comes from your spirit not the spirit in the religious or biblical your spirit what's inside of you whatever you're plugged into whatever you are is what it comes from so the practical tip is this happiness joy inner being energetic say receiving energy from life i know it seems like weird and woo and spiritual but just take what i'm saying and just just play around with thought it's a muscle okay and one of the ways to build that muscle is to train yourself to actually take it in and to stop being addicted to the sugary version of that muscle which is in the social media and everything i just listed one of the things I want you to do is stop filling in the gaps in your life and just be. I said stop filling in the gaps in your life and just be. And what I mean by that is when you go to the gym you lift the weights. Do not put on music. I know it makes it easier but just take in your life. And your threshold for what is like the sensory information that is pleasurable, that is charging, that is satiating, that is filling, will adjust to that environment. And you also gain more from training yourself to appreciate things in those harder moments. Appreciation is a muscle. Stop filling the gaps in your life. 
when you go to wash the dishes, stop with the podcast, stop with the music, stop with the incessant learning. Turn this podcast off if you have to. Which, by the way, if you enjoy this podcast, I haven't said this in other episodes, but subscribe and rate the podcast and leave a review because I want more people to be helped by this podcast. But when you go take a shower, don't put on music in the background. When you drive your car to work, don't put on music. Don't turn on the podcast. Be with your life. You don't have to put up a wallpaper or put up a background music or put in some type of screensaver to distract yourself from the life that you live. You wake, you look up sometimes and it's like, oh snap, life's right there in front of me. It was there the whole time. You just blocked it out. Wow, look at the world. It was there the whole time. When you go for a walk outside, just listen to outside. Don't try to hide it. Don't shy away from reality. Don't shy away from the beauty that's in front of you. Take it in. Receive it. And you're going to hate it at first. But it's just like vegetables. Over time, you eat vegetables and your palate changes. Your palate for what is awesome stimulus information, it changes. That's what this podcast is all about. If you want to listen to this podcast, you're just going to hear me repeating this over and over and over and over again. I'm sorry. But this is the truth. You know, I remember living in a constant state of decay during the pandemic when I was in my room and I was just sitting there eating all this fast food. When I was when I was sitting there not working out, not meditating, watching Mad Men all day, every single day. And loving the hell out of it, quite frankly. I remember those periods in time. I remember that. I remember when it came to, you know, you know, my parents might not like this, but I'm going to just be honest. I remember when it came to last summer, you know, just getting high every night. You know, I haven't gotten high a lot in my life, but I've had edibles every now and then. And I remember loving it, loving the way it made life feel. And I remember parts of my life where I was like, oh, snap. Life feels just like it, like, like that edible, but I'm not high. And I realized every time I hit that edible, every time I hit that proverbial edible in the social media and all the stuff around me, I was just blocking out life. I was blocking out the real high that I could be chasing, the real high that I could be receiving, which comes from life itself and the beauty all around you itself at the base. The real good stuff. I I realized, man, when I sit here and get on the social media world, I'm blocking out the real world. And it feels just like that edible. When I eat the bad food, I was re- realized I'm blocking out the good food, and it's just like that bad food. But I just haven't trained my palate to understand what this is. I remember sitting there during the pandemic, and I remember having everything around me wilt. Because as a vine, I was wilting, and so the branches went with me. My relationship and the arguing, I finally figured it out. And it finally corrected itself. It finally stopped. I finally got back to a place of health in my relationship. Seven years in, I thought it was over with. I thought I had flushed everything down the toilet. It had gotten so bad sometimes. I'll be completely honest. It got so bad it was a nightmare. But you know what? I changed. I kept looking for an answer. I kept looking for the truth. I stopped blaming. I changed. I fucking figured it out. And I started eating right. And I started showing some discipline, some grit, some effort. And the vine started to heal. And the branches started to heal with it. And I was broken. I was poor in those times. And I still am. But I could see the numbers creeping up. I could see the evolution. I could see it change. I could see the money almost on the way. Because the branch, because the vine 
has changed, has gone back to health because I'm attached to a greater vine and I'm letting all that flow through me. I'm not blocking out and numbing myself to perceiving that reality through all this bullshit. I'm attached to it and my ecosystem is blooming. I feel like, honestly, I can have whatever I want. I couldn't even have friends back then. But everything's changed. Life is beautiful and radiant. 